Hello, everyone. It is Sunday night, and that means it's time for another episode of Explain Yourself. I'm here with an awesome creator who has an exciting anthology to show off, and uh, we're really excited to talk about it. So let me welcome Oscar Osario to Explain Yourself. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So Oscar's here to talk about Don't Push the Red Button, which is a great anthology that has just a little bit of time left on Kickstarter, has a ton of great creators on it, and is all centered around the premise of you could push a red button, you're going to get a million dollars, but someone close to you will die, and you have to decide if you're going to do it or not. So a great premise um, with a lot of great talent involved with the book. Oscar, uh, tell me a little bit more about you know the book and how you came up with it. Yeah, I think the... The, the book came from a conversation, um, but uh, I think that at its core, this is a book about human nature. So I've been doing comics this year. I started this year. I wanted to tell like human stories. I wanted to talk about some stuff that I've seen at, at my corporate job that I was previously, previously doing. So um, this is a book that it's about human life versus money. So how we sometimes gets greedy sometimes people are thinking about their what they want but they are not thinking about what they are going to do to to gain that and they always tell us to chase our dreams and everything but i think that right now the world has like a there's a like a moral dilemma there that you're going to chase your dream you're going to do anything to accomplish what you want but because of the system because how everything is going you may have to step on some people and while doing that, are you going to feel okay doing that? Are you going to feel remorse? Are you not going to do it? But then you're going to sacrifice your dreams. So I think that this book is my my way of putting the, our characters in situations where they have to choose, where they have to make big decisions, where they have to explore their deeper, their deepest desires and say, I want to do this. I want to get the money. I, I don't think that it's necessarily about the money. I think it's about getting what you want and what is the cost that you're willing to pay. And if that's okay, to, if mm-hmm. that's okay to, to do it, it's, if it's like the right choice. So I yeah. think that I wanted to explore that. I wanted to, and, and when I was talking to my girlfriend about this, this is like something that we were talking about and discussing like, there's so many situations where you can put, there's so many people, like everyone in the world, you can put them in, you can give them this choice and they're going to answer differently. They are going to think about their families. They're going to think about their loved ones. Some people have more money than others. Some people uh, are going to do it and some some are not. So there was like so many possibilities to answer this. And I thought, let's do an anthology. Let's do like this. Let's put so many characters with the same question and see how they react, how, what they will do and how they will impact their their surroundings, their families, their friends, themselves. Like you are not the same person you were before you received the button. So yeah, I think that the anthology was a way to go to see as much possibilities as we could for the same dilemma. Yeah, I think it's a great premise. I mean, if I look at the way the last without getting too far into the weeds of of sort of greater economic things, it's been mm-hmm. a tough year in a lot of places. And I've seen people in my my day job as well act in ways that I was very surprised by, people I've known a long time. And when I saw the premise for this book, and you know, we've been working a little bit 
uh, to promote it and doing things like that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it really, it resonated. I've seen, like I said, people have kind of been squirrely about things or acted in ways that I, I thought they were, well, quite frankly, nicer people than they turned out to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, you really see people's true colors when things get frantic or when a, a big opportunity arises. Yeah. And I, I look at this premise, it's a, it's a really fruitful premise. And I look at comics, I'm more of an artist, you know, as far as I write as well, but I, I'm generally an art guy and that's what really draws me to a book or doesn't draw me to a book. But I have to say the part of me that's a writer looks at the premise for don't push the red button and thought, wow, that is really strong. There's a lot you can do there. There's a lot of interesting things there. And I think what's really cool is it's, it's a, it's a premise that is not so broad that it could be anything, but it yeah. also leaves, um, and you've got a great team that you've assembled here. It leaves a lot of room for people to do very interesting things. And I think when you look at a lot of the anthologies, they're all over the place or they're so narrow, they're really repetitive. I think you've got a good, I would almost say it's like a good song in that you've got great creators who can do a lot of cool things, but you also have, um, you know, there's, there's a theme uniting it. It's a little bit cynical, but it also really, makes sense and lets people kind of express some pretty cool things that resonate with us, you know, in our world today. Mm -hmm. um, what, what kind of inspired you to, I mean, you, you answered this a little bit, but yeah. as far as what inspired you from your real life, but as far as like other media, like when I saw this, my first thought was like Twilight Zone, the old, yeah. uh, it's an old American TV series. Um, is there any other like uh, story or, you know, TV show, movie, anything like that, that kind of, figured into how you created this? Yeah, I think that there's a couple of, of, of series and and movies that have tackled this this dilemma and I've looked into them like when, when I'm doing research about it and what's been done. But I mm -hmm. think that at the end of the day this is this is like a, I, I was uh, comparing it to like you are going to to a hitman and tell them like I'm going to pay you this money to kill that person mm -hmm. and, and we're going to accomplish something with that. So I think that this is this goes like beyond like past movies or or anything because what I wanted to focus on was the the impact of making this choice for someone on their lives, and mm -hmm. I wanted to. Put, put this situation in today's world. I think that it's, it's been done uh, like in the 2000s, in the 80s, in 1950s. Mm -hmm. But I think that right now, and, and probably everyone that has done stories like this, where you put money and human life, they, they have said like, we are at our worst. We are not thinking about other people. We're only, uh, we only care about money. But I think mm -hmm. this has gotten worse. Like it, it goes, it's, it's worse every year. And I think that right now, with every problem we have as a society, with so many people, like they have too much wealth and inequality. And I see that, like in in my own country, I see that in the U.S., I see that everywhere. And I think that it's a problem. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like. It's a story that needs to be told right now and probably will need to be retold in 10 years, like with, with <laughs> what happened with technology. And if we don't get any better in 30 years, someone is going to say that they saw this anthology and they are going to use like a similar premise, the red button is going to come back. But I think that at its core, this is a story of people choosing over money and time and 
life. So I think that mm-hmm. it's it's pretty basic. It goes down to to like storytelling, like our identity as humans, like what do we want? How do we value time? How do we value money? And how do we value each other? So yeah, I think that it's you can find this in in so many stories. Like the 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 red button aspect of it is like the vehicle to get us there. But what I wanted to explore was someone gets this opportunity to change their lives, but they are going to pay a huge cost. And mm-hmm. how how will what will happen with them? Yeah, absolutely, Joey. Good to see you, man. How's it going? Sorry, I was a little. I was running a little. No late. worries, man. <laughs> I was um, still. I was still setting up my lights, and I was like contemplating on on whether I should put them up or not. And and I probably shouldn't have. I should have just jumped in. <laughs> I'm here though. All good. Good to see you, man. Um, just to jump on Oscar, what you were just saying about. I, I think that you said something really smart about how something like that would change people's lives. I look at. Um, and I actually, I'm in a discord with a lot of other comics creators talking about like pitches and story premises and story ideas. I think that what you've had, and I, I said this a little bit before that it's not so the premise for this is not so broad that it could be anything, but I think that when you focus on something like this, that's a, a turning point for someone's life where they could get all this money or power or whatever it is. And then it, to then have to deal with how it changes their life is a very, very strong springboard for any writer to work with and i think that's what makes this a really cool premise for a reader you're going to see not just one take on that but 10 or actually 11 takes on that yeah and like you know how different people come to that premise and say like okay what would a character that i had in my mind you know how would they react to this a and b how would it affect them so there's a lot of good entry points i think for a story in seeing are we focusing on the aftermath are we focusing on the actual decision are we focusing on the things that brought them to that point and that's what i think makes this a really strong anthology i look at a lot of anthologies out there uh, and some have done really well and some have kind of floundered lately i think this one has such a strong idea behind it that is a really good draw for a reader you're going to see you're going to get a very similar experience from all these stories but you're also going to get a very it's not going to be repetitive you're going to see the basic premise at different points. You're also going to see it in a lot of different genres. Uh, and as if correct me if I'm wrong, but there's sort of science fiction, there's fantasy, there are a lot of different things that um, yeah. people have kind of come to this with. Um, and actually, if you could tell me a little bit more, um, you have a lot of other people that have joined in on this one. Can you tell me a little bit more about them? Yeah, yeah. Yo, uh, well, we did like an open open call for submissions, and we got more than 120 submissions for, for ideas, for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a team of, of creators that are on, on different levels. They come from different parts of the world. They have done stuff before for like indie publishers. Some, some have done stuff from, for their own countries, for Brazil, for Argentina. And I think that the idea is that, as you mentioned, try not to be repetitive with, with the stories. I think that when I, I checked the submissions, I read them all, and there were many good stories, but there were some stories that were repetitive. Even when you talk about the button, the, the expected plot twist is, is that you're going to push it and you're going to get the money, you're going to be happy for a while, but then you discover that you're pushing it uh, ruin someone's life or ruin your own life. So that kind of linear story is something that I, I saw many times. 
and I wanted to do something different. And I chose stories that tackled it from different perspectives and characters and trying to get like different stuff from, from the button and using mm -hmm. the button. So my idea was to use the button to show like, like an observation, like we as humans are not caring too much about people, but too, too much about money. And each of them has chosen the bottom as, as, a, as a tool to say something different. Mm -hmm. So you get this idea, for example, that's on the screen, like the, the idea by the, by the Argentinian brothers, uh, can you see, and I'm not here. Mm -hmm. And this is the story of a jazz man that goes, that gets like arrested and gets taken to the police and he gets offered the bottom. And you see like, this guy is a jazz man, this guy is an artist. This story is abstract. It's going to take us to a, a journey, like a introspective journey from the jasmine, and he's going to. We're going to explore, like, what is the role of passion of art when you talk about human life and you talk about money. Mm -hmm. How does it connect? And it's completely different. You're going to see, like, the art style that Nicolas has. It's it's. It's uh, it's so cool. <laughs> this is this maybe my my favorite story because it's the least expected. It's going to take you on a on a journey in itself, and mm -hmm. it's something that you you don't find in, in anthologies. And the way that they connected this story to the bottom, uh, they, this character Mo Mo Mont, it's a car it's their, their character, but they took it to this world of, of the bottom, mm -hmm. and they're going to sh uh, show like what's the meaning of of life and money for an artist, for a jazz man. Yeah. And you have this one, and then you have Endless Snow by Marquis Agnaso. He's done tons of work for Scout Comics. Mm -hmm. He's done by the Horns. That's the longest uh, series that Scout Comics has. And this is a story of a goblin warrior that's going through the endless snow. He's going to fight his demons to get to the bottom. And this is fantasy. This is going to have creators. This is like a complete different style. But as you see here, there's no humans, there's no, no, um, this is not like a human struggle, but it's going to represent something completely different, like all fantasy does. Mm -hmm. But right now you have like fantasy and then you have the, the perspective of a jasmine. And the next story that this like, this is a creator, this up, up and coming creator from Brazil, he's done stories for, for us, uh, for Let Her Be Evil that already found it. And this story is, is a presidential race and how the role of, of the bottom will impact the presidential race. And again, this is like another take. This is this may may seem like something more traditional, but it's it's different. It's going to explore like the whole politics aspect and what happens when you get this this powerful tool to, to a mm -hmm. politician. But how this resembles real life, because we know like how countries move because of money and how elections can uh, be defined by like a, an anonymous benefactor or something like that, right? So yeah. it, it's it's uh, something that you can see in, in real life. And it's a setting for the button that is not a traditional setting of like someone random gets the button and they push it and they're their spouse dies right something like that but here is like the election and the other story the, the last red button done by francis francia he's a fellow peruvian and he's working on an anthology for iron circus comics and this story is about the last red button so 
we go from a presidential race to a dystopian future when there's someone that doesn't know if they are the last person on the planet. And they are afraid that if they push the button and nothing happens, they are going to confirm that. But they, they have this uncertainty. So mm -hmm. this is like a story, like a the dystopian future and someone that's alone with their own thoughts and how how what does it matter to get money in a world where there's no one left and what does it mean for him and if there and if he's going to find out that there's no one left because this is like the whole the whole uh, question of this story that was and one of the most oh go ahead i'm sorry yeah no just wanted to like close the idea that this you can see that the stories that, that I, I chose, that I had the, the, the luck to get in, in the submissions, they take the button to completely different levels and they are going to explore different subjects. They are going to explore their own stories with the button. And that's exactly what I want. I didn't want the story that goes around the button, but a story that works on its own, but mm -hmm. happens to have a red button just as a, as a tool to do something. But here yeah. we're focusing on characters, we're focusing on the story, we're focusing on what they are going to do. We're not focusing on, on the button and the story of the button and nothing like that. We we don't care where this button comes from. We want to know what happens. <laughs> well, that's what's cool about the last red button. That's one of the ones I'm really excited to see because they took that and said, okay, if you're the, you think you're the last person on Earth, you're sort of in some dilapidated dystopian future, you're not going to push the red button to get the money because you don't need the money. You're going to push the red button to find out if you are actually, in fact, the last person alive. And I think that's one of the strengths of this is you you picked a premise that worked for a lot of things. And you also were really smart in how you curated all this. And you got a lot of really intelligent takes on what this story could be, where you could go with that. And that's what I think is cool. Um, tell me a little bit more. I know that you got you picked 11 stories, but you had a ton of submissions, correct? Yeah. Yes. How many? 127, I think it was like the, the last the last count. Yeah. So I have to say, if you're if you're watching this, the link is in the description. Um, if you're watching on YouTube and we'll have we'll put it on screen a little bit um, later. But you're getting the cream of the crop here. You're getting it from a lot of great creators. Yeah. And I think just to listen to Oscar talk about this a little bit, you're getting a very rounded premise, uh, sort of a Black Mirror, Twilight Zone type of thing. And you're getting kind of a rounded look on it. Sometimes it's just about money. Sometimes it's about the further implications of this. So you're getting kind of a complete view on this premise in a lot of really fun ways. So I think it's going to be a really great experience. Uh, and I'm going to just pan up here and show off a little bit of art from one of the first stories. And I think, Oscar, this is your story. Yeah. Uh, and was drawn by Francesca Frantini. Um, has some great artwork here um, and uh, is really strong. And she also did cover A for this, right? Yeah, yeah, she did the, she did the cover before she did the story. So mm -hmm. I got her for the cover and she told me I can do a story. And well, that was back in March. So she told me I can do a story. I got a writer. And when I asked her again, if you are up for doing the story, she told me I'm, I'm up for it, but I don't have a writer anymore. So if you <laughs> want to write it, and I say, of course, of course, I want to, <laughs> to see my words with your art. Yeah. Yeah, she's done some really nice stuff. The cover, I'm going to pan up to that real quick. I love her interiors, but uh, her cover is brilliant as well, yeah. um, and it's it's really cool to see. We also have a few different options here, right? We have a metal and um, and uh, a few different things here as far as the covers go. Uh, I think for this one, we have um, this one is the metal option, correct? Yeah, yeah, there okay. was uh, yeah. 
That's and then the other one. Now. Yeah, and then we have a Liana Kangas cover for cover B, which is also in the the Blacklight version, which is also really great. Yeah, so it's the the Liana Kangas uh, cover is going to be in a in a regular cover and a Blacklight metal cover actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then, cool. And then the uh, Fantini covers are going to be in your regular or uh, or hollow foil. Hollow foil. Mm-hmm. Yep, hollow. Uh, I think it's going to be foil printed. So very cool. Yeah. Really cool stuff. I mean, these are really strong covers. I think uh, I've seen a lot of work from these from each of these artists, and these are, yeah. I think, one of my favorites from each of them. So, uh, really cool stuff there. And obviously, I love these interiors in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, as an artist, I'm always kind of I love the covers, but like the interiors are really where it's at. And I think that her interiors here really shine. Mm-hmm. Um, really strong storytelling, and I think really sharp imagery as well so i love to see that and you know what's funny about about francesca's uh artwork here is there's literally you only have like three maybe four colors here in this color scheme right mm-hmm. uh the entire time though because we, we were working on on this on the back end and i completely didn't realize that there was only a handful of colors here until um oscar said something on another show and i was like I was like, oh my gosh, he's right. There's literally like three, <laughs> maybe four colors in this entire story. And, and and I was like, man, that that is how you know an artist did like they read the they 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 fulfilled the, the their 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 job. They were they uh you know what I mean? They they uh they knew exactly what was going on here. You you this when you can tell when you can uh read something and and the color is like that has it if there's a like it's just nuts be how how there's less uh, the least amount of uh, colors here and you and you it feels like there's a lot more coming at you so that's how you know you're you're a really great artist yeah and i've seen like things there are really cool things i've seen on tv and i had i'm just old enough to have watched things on black and white tv when i was a kid the really cool stuff if i was really drawn in i didn't remember that it was black and white mm-hmm. it just seemed like it was happening and no. uh, and that's that's something that I as I've gotten older I really appreciate black and white for its own merits uh, as an artist and just as a viewer as well. But I think when you you have some color here that's used really intelligently, but also uh, yeah. you get drawn into this story, you don't quite realize it, and that's what's really cool. I know I've also seen some uh, some other art. Uh, I know I've seen some art from Endless Snow. I'm not sure I've seen art from too many other ones, um, but there's a lot of different stuff. So like this obviously has its own feel. There's the black and white with really selective color. Other stuff's full color. Um, so you're going to get a lot of different takes on art as well as writing uh, with this one, which is, um, I think, really cool to see. Yeah, yeah. Also, when I when I chose the story, I was also looking at the art to make them differently. And we have, like, the traditional styles, the art, the abstract, and more, like, mm-hmm. uh, like it feels like I'm painting for, for the moment story. We have um, the story that talks about the afterlife, the people that were killed by the bottom, and we, mm-hmm. we we see it from the perspective of a Green Reaper. That's done by by a creator that does webtoons, so it's in that that style. So yeah, um, there's like mm-hmm. as as much as there's like different stories. I was also looking at the art, so we can do something like that's completely different mm-hmm. and because you see my story and you talk about the red bottom and you you get this feeling like it's going to get grim it's going to get dark it's going to be like black and white and red because it's like the red button but there's other stories that are going to be more like colorful and it's going to be 
uh, like more like a warm feeling, like it's going to get happy. Mm -hmm. Because I, I don't want to say like you, well, <laughs> uh, leaving that title aside, I don't want to tell you like you don't push the red button. It's like I, I'm not here to, to um, publish this anthology and tell people stop caring so much about money and care more yeah. about people. That, that's not the idea of the story or any of these stories. And the, the idea is just to think about it like a bit, think about it because some people, and you're going to see this story, some people push the button and everything goes well and they're going to be happy. And probably if you push the button and kill someone that's a bad person, then everyone is going to be better off. And <laughs> yeah, but, but usually we go to like the bad side of it. And I wanted this, this to be, in every way, like you have this, you have stories that are comedies, you have stories that are slice of life, just people living their lives and they get the button and we're going to see if they care, if they don't care, what, what's going to happen. But not every story is going to be like sad or like a conflict mm -hmm. like, or be like drama because also because the button, everyone thinks that we're going to do like dramatic things. And, but no, here it's like, we're going to tackle it from as many angles as we can and tell as many stories as we can tell that examine the bottom from every perspective. And there are some people that are going to, and it's like in real life. And I, I did like my promo at New York Comic Con where I was pushing the button and I got like many reactions of people saying they were um, confused, they were happy because someone died, they were sad because someone died. And there's people that will, will take the, the button, some people, some creators, like very well-known creators, like told me I would push the button. Some <laughs> others told me I wouldn't push it. And th that's right, because pushing or not pushing the button doesn't make you a good or a bad person. And that's, that's what I want to show yeah. in, in, in this anthology. And I want to focus on the characters and see what makes a, a good person, what makes a bad person, when is money good, when is money bad. Everything here is like nothing is good and nothing is bad. So. That is reflected not only in the stories, but in the art, in like the whole structure of the campaign, even the covers. You have the first cover, like the, the girl is afraid of pushing the button. She's screaming. She's terrified of, of this. The second one is it's the girl. She took the money. She's happy. She She's rich, so she's happy. And and you, you see you see the contrast. I, I, it wasn't yeah. my idea to tell like, you don't have to push a button. You never take the money and you need to save as much people as you can. It's more about thinking about it. Yeah, I think that something I focus on as a writer when I when I wear that hat is pacing. And I, I was really, I, I didn't have a good sense of that until I was working with publishers and they were like, hey, I, I like your 12 issue story, but it needs to be four issues. When I cut that down, I unintentionally kind of found a really good sense of pacing from that. Yeah. And it made things a lot easier to to kind of organize not just what happens to the characters and what makes sense for the, the overall story, but just made me think about when someone's reading this, where are the ups and downs? How fun is this to follow along with? I think there's something cool. You wouldn't necessarily think of that applying to an anthology mm -hmm. because they're all different stories. They're not obviously developed in concert with each other. But if you have this sense that it could go well, it could go bad, suddenly you have a lot of suspense. And I think that works with that same dynamic you develop in a, a singular story that lasts, you know, for 100, 200, 300 pages, you have that in anthology because you don't know, you know, some of these are going to go well. I think of 
every now and then I find myself going down a, a YouTube or Twitter vortex and watch these like accounts where they have people doing stupid stunts and wiping out on a skateboard or a bike or something like that. And you know, every 10th one, the person makes it and you're yeah. like, Oh wow, that's cool. I think that when you leave that open as an option, you're, you're very engaged, not only with that one, but the other ones, cause you're just not sure what's going to, where it's going to go. And I think that's, uh, you know, as I've, as I've been writing more and doing more things like that, collecting projects, it's really made me focus on what am I thinking as a reader when I go through this from story to story, from page to page. And I think that what you've done is kind of a weird hack as far as an anthology mm -hmm. goes. You've kind of like made a, a situation where not only is this going to be in different genres and apply in different ways, but sometimes it's going to work out and sometimes it's not. You're not going to just like say, well, it's always bad. The person was greedy or whatever. Um, sometimes it's going to be really good. And I think that makes it fun to go from story to story and also, you know, just to, to be involved with this project and, and um, you know, see what different creators, uh, you know, again, a lot of great creators have come up with and, and applied to this. Yeah, I think one of my my ideas when creating the anthology was to, so when you read an anthology, you can go two ways, like the, the most normal way, I think, because it's an anthology, is like you read the book, you read a couple of chapters, or well, a couple of stories, and then you leave it, and then you come back and read two more and something like that. But the other one, and it's something that I like to do, and sometimes it doesn't pay off because it's not made that way, is to read the whole book. Like mm -hmm. the complete book, and and I wanted to address that because well, it is an anthology, so you get eleven stories, you get a beginning, you get eleven beginnings, eleven ends, and that's it. But I wanted these stories to, like you, as you mentioned, get this feeling that you want to keep reading because you're following mm -hmm. along something, and to connect these stories, I've I've added like a couple of pages that are words and ideas and questions that will make you think about how these stories are connected. And mm -hmm. I'm not connecting characters, I'm not connecting plot, I'm not connecting stories, anything. It's 11 beginnings, 11 ends, 11 red buttons. And you can read as, you can read one story and then leave it for a month and read the last story and it will work out. But if you mm -hmm. want to read it in one sitting, you want to read the whole book in one sitting, you will have uh, a feeling that everything is, is connected and you're following a path of mm -hmm. ideas that will happen and that will make you think of like the red button as a tool, the red button as a weapon, the red button as a as a, a blessing. So I think that's, that's nice. And as you, you mentioned, like you keep reading this and you don't know what's going to happen with the red button, but you, 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 you basically have like is it going to go well? Is it going to go bad? Or what will happen? Because sometimes it's not about the, the result either. It's about uh, other stuff, like where the, the, the button is just there. And we're going to mm -hmm. talk about these characters that they are doing their own, their own, they are minding their own business. And it's a, it's another story, but it's going to be slightly connected by some ideas. And these ideas is like, you can ignore them if you want to read the book, like, like a traditional anthology. But I think it adds to the experience of like going through a journey of what you think about the bottom and what you will think when you read the last page of the anthology and you have read 11 stories of people or, or green reapers or goblins or whatever creators there are in mm -hmm. the book that have gone through the process and you're going to go 
through the process with them, and are going to start thinking about what what is the meaning of the button, where am I going with this, and how does it relate to my to my life, to to my choices. So I think this this anthology like allowed me to create a, a story that has so many different angles that that when I was uh, reviewing the submissions, I thought we can connect all of this and create mm -hmm. like a, a a flow. Like you will read it and you will go through a journey of the meaning of the button. And yeah. I think that that's, that's something special. I'm, I'm excited for that because it's, it's, I've seen, and I wanted to do that because I've seen so many anthologies that have great stories, but between them, you have like just a blank page. Yeah. And that's, that's feel like for me, it's kind of sad because, well, I'm a fan of, of, of like big stories and, and like references and continuity in general. Some people don't, and, and that's okay. You can read each story on its own. But I like feeling like there's something between the stories that is not just like the... So, for example, you have these anthologies, all Westerns, and mm -hmm. every story is a Western, so everything is connected, right? But there's nothing more. You are not reflecting on anything. You are not like... The past story is not fueling the next story. There's no relationship between the stories. So yeah, I, I wanted to do a, a book that works as a book and as an anthology. And I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for people to read it that way. I think I found a way to connect everything in a way that it doesn't interfere with each story, but adds to, to the whole collection. And, and I think that I'm excited for that because there's like few anthologies that I've seen that connect each story. Um, in a way that it doesn't mess with each story individually, but it mm -hmm. adds to the value of the book as a complete book. So yeah. if, if someone wants to read everything and feel like they are reading a complete book instead of like 11 issues, then then that's that's cool. Yeah, I think what I, I had this in my notes. I was like, I think you come up with kind of a cool hack here. When you get an anthology, you get variety, which is great but you don't necessarily get a flow or a total experience. I think what you've gotten here is something that gives you the variety you want from an anthology, but also gives you the experience that you're watching. You're kind of reading something that, you know, like unfolds like a Netflix season of black mirror or something like that. If you're going to binge that you're going to have a united experience that does give you kind of some sense of pacing that has to do with each story. That's not just sort of a, okay, well, the guy from the first story showed up and like, the fifth story, which is fine. Yeah. It's fun. But like, you know, like there, that's kind of obvious and it's not necessarily the, the best way to approach that. Uh, but like, I think you've done something that does it very, you know, kind of cards in the table way. Like, Hey, you're going to get the, the variety of an anthology, but you're also going to get um, a good flow just in the suspense and seeing how this different premise affects a lot of different genres, a lot of different characters. And I think most significantly has a lot of different outcomes. And I think that's what makes this really fun to go through. But I think um, also one other thing I wanted to ask you about is there's a lot of cool rewards um, and some of them have just been added here. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and maybe some of the stuff that's going to go into this um, as far as what backers can get or maybe upgrade to if they've already backed? Yeah, well, we have like the, the cover rewards. We focused on... on... Mm -hmm highlighting these covers because I think both of them are like beautiful covers. They have a lot of potential to be like 
something nice that you want to look when you when you see the cover. I think that both of them have their their as I mentioned, it's a contrast of of a meaning. So it's basically mm -hmm. the two sides of the of the same coin. And well, when I was discussing with Joy, we we said that we're going to do the foil for the first one and we're going to do like the glow in the dark for the second one because of the like the, the, the colors, the tones that are in, in each cover. And that's also like the contrast. You you see that the first one is um, red, white, and, and black. And the second one, I talked to Liana and they just like put a lot of colors in there, like purples mm -hmm. and the greens and the yellows and the splashes of red. And there's like this big difference between the covers. So I encourage uh, everyone that can to get both covers because I've seen, I think that, uh, well, at least for me, this is how you do variant covers. I think that instead of like doing like the same cover three times by three different artists, you try to get as different as possible so you can you can add value to the variant cover mm -hmm. because it's it's like the the, the opposite of, of the variant of the main cover. So yeah, we focused on on the covers. Then we included some uh, free unlockables. So right now. Everyone that backs this has the, the free sticker, the free bookmark. There's going to be scripts and concept art. I think that this is really, really important for well, for creators and for people that want to see more about the process because mm -hmm. you get the scripts and the concept art and the behind the scenes, not only from one, but for 11 teams of creators. So there's going to be tons of behind the scenes material. We're going to be sharing how we work on these stories. I want to talk a lot about making the anthology, working on the anthology, like the whole process of putting the anthology together instead of just like the book, which is mm -hmm. equally important. But talking about the uh, the creation of an anthology, I think that's that's really valuable for other creators or people that want to participate in this kind of, of book. And right now we are unlocking the collector card. We did like the homage collector card to the movie Big. I I love this idea. It was I think it was your wife, right, Joy? Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> my wife, came up with the idea because we were sitting down talking about this the story, and uh, I talked to her about how you shared uh, your concept and how when you came up with the story, talking with your significant other, and and she's like, "Oh, that's so cool! It's 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 almost like like you know uh the movie big where they give you like a fortune and and it's kind of i was like i was like oh my gosh you're genius <laughs> like she's like what i was like what if we did a um a ticket that was at first like i was thinking okay we'll we'll find one that we'll, we'll maybe we'll 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 actually print it like a ticket size and maybe something uh almost like a bookmark size you know what i mean something yeah. and i was like okay maybe that'd be cool but then i was thinking oh well, well let's let's switch it up let's do something different let's let's people love these collector cards and and um especially if you do some fun little stuff like that so i got to talk into um to my to my wife and then i talked to ben and i was like dude check this out how, how what do you think about <laughs> this and he loved the idea and then i pitched it to you um, because I wanted to make sure that we were able to do something like that first. And then, and then you loved it and it was like a perfect fit because the whole premise of, you know, Zoltar speaks and, mm -hmm. and he goes and, and he goes up to gets his fortune. He wants to know what's going to happen with his life and all this stuff, right? Same kind of 
concept here with with the red button, right? People are probably, you know, I'm I in my own head canon, I have this person who this mysterious figure who who approaches everybody, and because and he only approaches them when they are really really desperate to change their lives or or want to know how to change their life or what's going to happen with their life in the future. Same thing, kind of, kind of the same concept of, of, of big, right? So that's kind of in my head canon. And I was like, well, that's perfect because that's who I see who would approach somebody each, each and every person of uh, would, would, would give them this, this kind of fortune kind of thing, maybe like a fortune teller and kind of a thing. And, um, this was just such a, such a perfect thing because when you, when you get that ticket, on the back side of it, it has your fortune and, and it tells you all these different things about what you, but you, so I figured this was a really good thing. And then Ben, man, Ben is a genius <laughs> came up with like the copy on, on the back side of it. And it was, it was just such a, when, when things happen, when you get an idea and things just kind of fit and happen and, and set into place, you're like, it was perfect. It was meant to be. Uh, so, so it was just, it was just such, such a really cool thing. And that's kind of those things that you see in the back end when, when a lot of times that, that not a lot of people uh, get to see. And um, and that's why I'm really excited to kind of work with all these different creators and, and, and see what happens on the back end. So I really, really, really want this this thing to <laughs> to, to fund right now. Right now we are at 80 percent funded. Uh, looks like we had somebody increase their their um, their pledge. Awesome. We are now over eight thousand dollars. We are at eight thousand dollars, twenty five dollars, eight thousand twenty five uh, at one hundred and seventy backers. Sixty one hours to go. Eighty percent. Um, we got to get this one going. Uh, we are that close. We just got twenty more percent till we hit this one. Uh, we would really love to unlock the, those 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 uh tiers we also have some stretch goals beyond the uh, uh funding goal um in mind so we would really love to unlock that 13k goal and we also have uh 14 15 16k goals in in mind as well so uh, if <laughs> i've seen i've seen uh comics twitter and comic book the comic book community out there do crazier things uh to fund a kickstarter like we've all seen those really cool things happen and those those uh kickstarter crowdfunding miracles so we definitely need something like this we have 61 hours to go uh 20 to get this one funded uh, and i know you guys out there can can help us get this one funded yeah and you know one thing that i've really been impressed by with this is generally you know the, the conventional wisdom is your first day is huge. It's a dull period in the middle. Then you get a lot mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, this one has like steadily increased in ways that I don't see a lot of Kickstarters do. Yeah. Um, I, I think you've had a pretty good, uh, you know, like slow, steady build, which is not typical. Um, and I think that more people are looking at the project, seeing more art from it, and really kind of being drawn into the premise. And then what I, what I guess I focus on is uh, kind of what we talked about earlier is when people notice this more and see it a few more times, like, Oh yeah, I saw a post about that last week. And then I see it again and think about it. Uh, this is a good, this is an anthology that does everything you get from, I think, you know, a, a season of TV or a larger story. It's tied together in a way that I think is a, a good experience for the reader. And that's what I always uh, have kind of become more focused on as a writer. Cause generally I just want to draw pretty pictures and I'm a comic artist. Um, <laughs> I've noticed like, okay, you got to think about like, what's it going to feel like 
to sit down and read this because I always, you know, I always go back to the same comics. I read Dark Knight Returns all the time. I read Kingdom Come all the time. I read them over and over again, and I like doing it. There's something about that. Uh, I, I always liken it to an amusement park ride. There's a fun thing there. I think that you design this in a way that is going to give people that experience. This is going to be a fun thing to go back to watch over and over again, but it's also not just going to be a hundred pages of the same character going through something. You're going to mm -hmm. get that experience in a very different way. And I think that's going to be unique and really fun for yeah. people to experience and read and, and revisit as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I do have to um, I, I do have a couple of things to say about this campaign like this and because, you know, you you mentioned that this has been a really interesting campaign to kind of watch because it did. It did have this kind of like steady increase and, and looking at the behind the scenes, you know, everybody says that um, almost every one of your Kickstarters, uh, if you're on Kickstarter, uh, your you, your most backed uh, your most money is going to come from internal and, and internally from Kickstarter, right? This campaign is actually it's it's being funded more by people on Twitter than internally internal traffic on Kickstarter. Um, there's it looks like there is uh, about thirty. There's about twenty percent. 20% of the, the people who are funding this thing came from Twitter. Um, so th that's pretty amazing. That's some huge, huge numbers if you look at it. Um, I've always seen that those numbers from Kickstarter right up right up top. That's that's your most, that's where everything comes from. This one looks like, you know, comics Twitter's coming through on this one and getting it, making sure everybody's funding this one there. So if you guys are watching us on Twitter, um, you know, share it out. Uh, if you see anything for push the red button, tell a friend. Uh, word of mouth is still one of the best uh, marketing tools out there. Tell a friend. Mm -hmm. um, uh, steal some money from. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> tell a friend. And, and listen, that you the, you can buy. You can grab uh, an uh, eight dollar digital, uh, or you can grab the biggest tier. Uh, we we had some new stuff uh, that were just added. Um, I'm not sure if we, we may still bring some new stuff out. So if you guys are looking to increase your pledges, we could possibly be bringing something brand new out. I don't know if you want to speak about that yet, Oscar, but uh, please tell everybody a little bit more about some of these some of these extra uh, tiers and rewards that we got going. Yeah, I think that the most important part is that, and, and this is something that I... I I can't confirm yet like what we're doing with this, but I just want to say that as you heard, like we got so many submissions and we have, and it was hard for me to narrow it down to the, the final, well, 10 stories that I had to choose. And then I add my own. Um, so I had this, like so many stories, maybe like 10 stories, 20 stories that are that were like as good as what we are getting and my, my last filter was the, the, the connection I wanted to create between the stories but there's there's some stories that I have there that I've spoken with the creators and we um, may find a way to include them in in the campaign in the anthology so yeah we're working on that we're working on adding more more stories because I think that this 
as, as we have talked about this premise, the whole red bottom aspect has so much potential. There's so much stuff left and said. And even thinking about, I, I've talked in a couple of shows, uh, they asked me about like volume two, what were, what are you going to do with all the submissions that got like that are, are up there? I got some of the creative teams told me, I want to use this story. I want to submit this story for another mm -hmm. anthology. Can I use it? Are you, and, and I told them use it because it's like one of the best stories that we had. So uh, we have like so many more stories to tell about the, the red button and so many different perspectives that creators have done. There's some stuff that was like grounded in, in real life, like a <clears throat> kind of historical fiction. And I love that. I love all the stories. I I want to see how we do with this one. Yeah. See if we have like a whole next like volume of stories. But I had like some stories that I I thought like if we can hit some goal, if we get the interest, if we get people going, if they want to see more of the red button, we are working on adding them to this campaign, to this same book, and have like a bigger book, more pages, more stories, more creators. And yeah, we're going to see like this last hours. We're going to see how we go. We're going to see how far we can get. Hopefully we get like the the last, um, the last uh, I don't know, like 48 hours. We get like the classic boost of people, mm -hmm. get some people here. And we get to that uh, place where we can get more people on board. Because as I've mentioned in the campaign, the idea with this project is like, we if we fund, we have the money to pay the creators to and pay them like um, what I've seen in my experience is like a pretty above average pay rate for their pages in an anthology. If we fund, we are going to pay them and they are going to get to work. Some of them have, have started working. That's why we can share some art from other stories because they believe in the project. They are excited about it. I, I know of creators that have finished scripts, but like at its core, this project was about getting the money first and then paying the creator so then you don't have to work before. Yeah. And yeah, I, I wanted to focus on that because I think it was important to show that we are going to like pay them when they did the work because mm -hmm. there's like the, the other model when you get the creators and they work on the on the anthology and then you get and if you get funded then they get receive the payment. Yeah. But I wanted just to like make sure that these creators are getting paid so they are getting paid with the money we get from the campaign yeah, um, it's, yeah. it's good to, okay. it's good to see that and people being upfront about that because it's really important to, you know it takes a lot of time to create art and i guess writing i don't know but uh <laughs> it's important <laughs> to pay your artists and, and possibly your writers i guess but the uh it's, pay them it's, all pay them all yeah but, but artists <laughs> yeah. first you know um <laughs> You know, it's good. You want to involve people, and I think that's not just a sort of like you're pleading with backers. You're you're kind of like saying, "Hey, this is this is how this happens. This is how the sausage gets made. This is what it takes to create these stories." And I, I think people, um, I, I think people kind of want to support creators in that way. I think that's a good yeah. thing, and I, I like to see people being upfront about that. Um, you know, and and really embracing what Kickstarter is and ought to be. So that's that's definitely something I'm I'm glad to see. Uh, there's one other uh, tier that was just added uh, as an add-on that Joey, I think uh, we might talk about a little bit. Um, is yeah. our, uh, we're going to add this uh, <clears throat> limited offer for some crowdfunding help uh, for other yeah. creators? 
Yeah, so so um, we over here at Geek Collective, uh, we donated three seats to the don't. Yeah. Oscar, please pet this cat. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> so. So what that means is, uh, we are giving three uh, comic book creators uh, the availability to purchase these tiers, and um, you will be able to get us. That's me and Ben. Ben is a comic creator. He's a, he's a cartoonist, which which means he does it, everything from from the art to the letters to the pre-press, everything. So he does everything, right? And he does uh, um, comic book trailers. He is a video engineer. Um, all we, we so he's a graphic designer. He, he does this for his day job. So we we I also do the graphic design and all that stuff for my day job. So we are sitting here doing this all day long and this is what we do part of our our day jobs is advertising and marketing other companies like you know commercial companies so this was such a natural fit for us to continue to move to do this with the comic book uh you know a business as well so we cur- curated uh different um uh different tiers and different services that we offer comic book creators like project management and campaign design and building uh, which which includes like photorealistic uh mock-ups and not just those those stock mock-ups that you just buy everywhere right if these ones have been have been created by myself and, and then uh, uh, uh ben has helped me kind of clean up some of these things as well um, he had he's far he he's has far more experience than I am I do. <laughs> I'm an autodidact, <laughs> so I I just taught myself. But uh, but we 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 do a really good job, and we we have a passion for this, and uh, and we make sure that this is um as clean and pristine as possible. Make sure that we are keeping your tiers and your rewards and your copy all clear and precise. Um, you know what I mean. We're gonna create uh, pitch kits for you, <clears throat> mini kits. Um, written press releases, maybe even a, a pitch deck, um, if you are looking to like send this out to publishers and stuff like that. So we could do all those things. We will also we have a, a media list of of a plethora of of uh, media outlets. You know, thousands and thousands of media outlets. Like, yeah, I'm not even kidding. I literally have a have a, a list of thousands of media outlets, and we will solicit them to cover you where wherever you want to try to get covered. We'll send them out and try to get you covered there. So <clears throat> we have a we have endless amount of excuse me, endless amount of, of crowdfunding solutions support for you guys. So all you gotta do is head over to geekcollective.net slash red button and uh look for the uh the geek collective tier and you'll and that's three hundred and fifty dollars. That's an eleven hundred dollar uh value. Uh, that that'll get you everything that you need to create a, a dynamic Kickstarter campaign, and you're not just getting us as a con- con- consultation. Um, we're gonna you're gonna get us throughout the whole entire campaign. Anything that you need, if there's any hiccups, if there's any problems, we're gonna get in there. We're gonna manage that stuff and take care of that stuff. And you're not just and here it is. Here's again, you're not gonna get us just during the campaign you're going to get us after the campaign to help you manage the distribution and manage uh funds and things of that nature and all that stuff uh we're we're here all the way through when we talk about project management we're right here uh, with you all every step of the way so and we've done this uh many times ben i know you've had you've done kickstarters and crowdfunding we have been part of 26 different ones uh how many have you been a part of ben me personally i think i've been a part of 
six at this point. And then as far as what we've done together, probably I'd add another uh, six onto that. So <laughs> somewhere in the area of 12. So collectively, collectively between me and Ben, we're over over 30 campaigns that we have have built. And, and they're all, those are all successful campaigns. Um, so uh, we, we've built a little bit of them. right? So we know a little bit about what, what looks good, what works, what doesn't work. And um, I guarantee you, every single one of those campaigns was not the same at all. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. And I think that's something that's true of, of building a campaign and also building a story, uh, which is what we were talking about a little bit earlier, Oscar, is I think you've done something really smart with how you've constructed this anthology and how you curated it. I think if you look at campaigns and creating the story, whether that's an anthology or a singular story, it's it's something that you need to be really reader focused on what's going to make somebody back this what's going to be fun about backing this and that's something i think we bring to this uh you know that's uh, something that you need to if i'm creating my own books i'm thinking about that when i'm helping out with campaigns i'm thinking of that and uh, joey does the same thing as well so you can have a lot of good eyes uh, on that aspect of your campaign and it's it's kind of easy yeah. to overlook that when you're crowdfunding you're some people have editors and that's great um i think it's really good to have that but in a lot of ways, you are sort of a one-man band, and it's hard to, I think, focus on all the different aspects that you really need to do. If you're working with a publisher, they'd say, no, this needs to be a different issue count. This needs to be a different genre. Yeah. You're not going to necessarily have that in crowdfunding, nor should you want it, but you are going to have somebody helping you out that is going to say, hey, readers like this. Uh, readers yeah. like to do this. This is what's fun about doing it in the way that you're doing it, and uh, and helps you emphasize those things. Yeah, and I think that, that that's what makes a, uh, you know, makes a difference right though that's the major difference between and, and here I, I don't like to say this because i don't want to be like we're better than you but i feel like that that that's the difference between us and other um so solutions of support right um where we really believe in these campaigns and and we don't take on any clients that we don't believe in Right. Uh, because we want to make sure that we're there to support you. We're there to take care of uh, the, the, the campaign all the way through. And the only way that I feel like we can do that is by giving everything to it. And and, and the way and when we do that, I think the campaign, I think everybody involved is way more successful. We are way more happy doing it. And and I think um, together we, we are uh, we can work stronger towards a goal uh, when we believe in something. Absolutely. And I think that's something you got to keep an eye on. Like the book should be fun to read and that's something you definitely need to consider. They should be fun to create, but the campaign should be fun too. There should yeah. be something yeah. fun about backing these books, about interacting with the creators, about backing the different yeah. tiers. And I think that's something that when you bring in other people, it's a lot easier to be cognizant of. Yeah. It's, and it's one of those things that that's uh, really difficult sometimes when you are a creator and you have your head down uh, and you're working and stuff. It's really hard to kind of separate yourself from that and then move into the business side from the from the from the creative side and and just kind of flow and work. Right. And, and same thing, vice versa. Sometimes I find myself, you know, because I have to work creatively as well in, in, in my stuff. And I find that it's harder for me to work creatively and move back and forth uh from the two a little bit and, and but but it, but even more so when it when you have no idea what you're doing right because you're like you're like man i really wish i knew how to make a comic book trailer but that oh i know and i know and, and i know when i've seen people try <laughs> i've tried and i'm not as good 
and that's why I I have uh, I have Ben there working with me because Ben's freaking works his magic on that stuff, um, and, and that's how I know that I'm like I know my I know my my place. Yeah, <laughs> I know what what I'm good at and what I'm not, so I'm gonna let somebody else handle that stuff. So um, but I digress. But when it comes to 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 believing in something and creating campaign, um, I think that's 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 what it is, right? This this medium is a visual medium. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a uh, and and I think that's when here here's what my little uh, tip of the week here. Um, if comic books is a visual medium, your crowdfunding page should be a visual medium as well. You shouldn't have too much copy. You should have just enough copy, just enough uh, copy, which is the written portion, and then and then versus you know graphics and stuff, right? So so you want to have a good little balance of that. You want something to pop out at you. You want something to kind of be fun and exciting, you know, um, things things like those like fun little gifts that just pop up and and you could do different little things and, and such, right? So there's all kinds of fun things you can do with these campaigns to make them a whole lot fun, a lot of a whole lot of excitement, just like reading the comic book, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. That's a, and that's something I wish I knew. I launched Scarlet Twilight One and it did really well, but I made so many mistakes from just lack of knowledge in this thing. And I was reaching out to the creators, but it just wasn't. I didn't have a sense of how do people like to get variants? What do yeah. they want from it? Uh, all those things, yeah. and that that was something I wish I knew. And certainly, shipping issues and that whole uh, not to untie was it was another thing. I just didn't really have a sense of how it worked. And it's only when I got help with some of that stuff that I really began to, to not only do a better job of that, but also work better and, and do a better job at just creating the darn comic in the first place. So it's, it's yeah. definitely something to, uh, to look at. Yeah. I think right now, especially in self-publishing. So for writers, they always tell us like work with an editor like, search for an editor, do stuff with your editor, and well, for the artists also work with an artist and everything, but for the artists it's more obvious that getting to to work with an editor is like some writers say, I can do this myself, I can do my own editing, and then they work with editors and they are like, oh, this is a completely different experience. And I think I feel the same way with working with you guys and working with like people that know about the selling aspect of, of the campaign and building the campaign. And because some writers or creators, they can do this and they can say, okay, I'm, I'm good at this, but it's also like, it will add a lot to, to your knowledge to get people that are mm-hmm. specialized in this because as, as some of, uh, one of you guys, I, I don't remember who mentioned it, but they say like everyone has their place and for a writer, it's like, you know about everything. You know how to. You you know what Kickstarter is. You know the campaign aspect. But you are not doing this every day. You are not making campaigns every day. You are not working on different projects. You are just working on your stuff. So, as each project is different, maybe you think that every campaign is going to be the same, but it, it's not the case. So you get help of people who know. And I think that, um, well, I, this is like an ongoing discussion. I talked about it on, on one of my updates for the campaign, but regarding like marketing, is, is marketing a comic book making a skill? And I don't think it is. Uh, you can make a comic book, you can write it and have someone draw it and you have a comic book and you made the comic book. Mm-hmm. But I do think that marketing is a comic book selling skill. 
-hmm. And for some people, it's as, as important because you, if you want to make a comic book, you can do it. But if you want people to read your comic book, then that's a whole different yeah. science. It's, yeah. it's It goes. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing this, if you're selling comic books, if you want to do it professionally, yeah. you need to work with people on that side of the of the craft as well. It's not only yeah. you mm -hmm. work with an editor, with a artist and colorist and letterer and everything. You need to work with people that know about doing the campaigns. Then you get the book ready and need to talk to someone that's that does the, the shipping and the printing and you get to work with a printer. So yeah. it's it's a whole like there's a lot of steps into making it. And for me in this campaign based on, on this experience, I encourage people to work with someone like get mm. get these kind of services because it will yeah. I think that saying that you are not going to do anything in the campaign is it's that's not real i think that for especially for creators that are doing this for, for me this is like my second campaign i've started this year creating comic books and i'm doing it with all the passion in the world but it, it's something that i'm still adjusting mm -hmm. to I'm, I'm still doing it so yeah. each campaign that i go i'm promoting it all day i'm like stressed and everything but and, and this is not going to get away it's not like you're going to hire someone and your campaign is going to be an automatic success. You still need to no. talk to people, still not to out there and talk to the creators and do everything as, as if you were doing it alone. But I think that talking to people that know their stuff, it gives you a sense of, of direction. You know where you're going, you mm -hmm. know what is going, what they are going to publish, what you're doing week one, week two, week three. And having this like safety net of people that have done this before, and they tell you like uh, they they talk to you and it's like the editor they are going to tell you when you're doing it good and when you're doing it bad and what you need to change and especially for for creators that are learning about making campaigns not not just making comic books but making campaigns selling their books talking to people going into podcasts going into shows going to conventions and discussing yeah. everything because even the the convention the 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 red button at New York, that was something that we talked about. It was something that we we were discussing, like how can we promote this book? And having someone to talk about and to talk about this kind of stuff, it's it's really helpful. It's like yeah, um, it helps you to to have someone that is going to even just hear you and tell you like this, this is a good idea for this other idea, we can do something else. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's really helpful. I think that, and and the other thing that I wanted to highlight is that I I when when I was starting this, I I came from a campaign with working with Soup, and Soup is like straightforward. They help you setting everything up, but Kickstarter is like do it yourself, and you can do like so much stuff mm -hmm. in in Kickstarter. And I was looking for for people, and I saw that there was so many like consultancy services that they were going to check your page and then they are done. And I think that it's good to have that, to build your page and everything, but for me, it was super valuable to have like the, the, the like the, an ongoing service, like you are working on the campaign and maybe week one was a success, but week two, we're going slow and we need to change some stuff and then we are planning for week four. And then and having that like back and forth between me and you, that is really helpful, and I think that right now uh, I haven't seen any other service that has that is so complete in that sense. 
the the most that I've seen is like consultancy. You talk with an expert because that's the truth. There's a lot of people that are experts in doing campaigns. There's a lot of people that are doing this successfully, but they are they are going they are going to help you just like setting everything up, and there they are they are gone because that's their job. But for me, having like people there with me, like create a team, like feel feeling that we have a team and that we're making this campaign together and that we're passionate about this project together. I think that experience is, is cool, mm-hmm. not only for creating this book because it's really helpful, but also for learning how to work with other people in this type of context. So next time that I need to publish a book and I talk to like marketing people at, at a publisher or something like that, I have this experience and it's not just like they help me set up the, the Kickstarter page and then it's gone and I'm, I'm alone again. It's like we're we're a team and we're doing this together and we're working for the same project together. So yeah, yeah, it's, that yeah. was uh, was really helpful. I think that for at least like doing it once just to get the feeling of it and maybe it's not for for everybody. Maybe there's people that would like to work together. Maybe there's people that don't like to hear. Oh, you don't need to do this. People don't like this or something like that, and they they will take it personally. But if you want to work with other people and get the feel of how it is to share the campaign with someone else and work together to get, get yeah. it done. I think it's like, you need to try it. <laughs> I think that, that's what I want to say for, for all creators, like the creators like me or creators mm-hmm. that have many years doing this. I know that Kickstarter is always unpredictable. So I've been hearing so for about some creators that maybe they had some success and they they get into this new project and they don't get funded and they may be asking why what 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 happened they i had this audience and then they don't show up what happened Mm -hmm. and probably you guys have the the answers to that and so for me it's like for for every creator that that is starting that has like two years three years or they are they want to do their first campaign Mm -hmm. i encourage to try this type of service just to see if it's for you because yeah. it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a solid uh, alternative and it may give you more insight that, than you think. I think that it, in a way, it like humbles you because it shows you how little you know about Kickstarter and crowdfunding <laughs> <laughs> compared to, to the pros. So yeah, it's, it's some, it's something that we need as, as writers. Like, yeah, that's, that's definitely as a creator, something I found, I, I didn't, it was it was logistically just getting some help and also you know the expertise and i didn't i i didn't know what i didn't know until i learned some of that so it was great to hear that and but uh this book is is one we're really excited about um we have just a little bit of time to go 61 hours we just crossed 8k and we need to get to 10k to fund this one and uh i think uh you know really want to see this happen in the last uh bit of the campaign and get this across the finish line because it's a great book uh, and I think, moreover, it's going to be a great experience uh, for backers when they read it. It's going to be a really fun book to to go along with. And, uh, so we're we're excited to finish this campaign out, and uh, really hoping to make it make it to our goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it. This is this is a, a really exciting, and I do, and I, and I want to say uh, thank you, Oscar, for saying all those really nice words because we we do appreciate you, and we appreciate the work that we did together with you. 
um and because because he's absolutely right right it, it, you you work together you you work these things out and you kind of figure it out um we're also working on um i haven't told ben though yet but we're working <laughs> I, we have things nope. in plans in work <laughs> we're working on um possible um uh accelerator courses and possibly some of those people who go walk away with some of the higher higher dollar tier uh, tier with those courses um they could possibly leave with um with uh you know a kickstarter build templates or or crowdfunding build templates like which it's going to be like uh adobe templates uh, or or pdf templates and where you guys will probably leave with um a good amount of the uh of the uh, list, the email list, the thousands of media assets that I have, uh, you will probably leave with some uh, some original photorealistic mockups and a um, and probably a, a really cool dynamic trailer uh, for your project. So there's going to be a handful of really stuff. I'm working with with another uh, person on the team that is going to be uh, working with us to be doing those things. We're probably going to implement some of his uh, his stuff in there as well, where he breaks down. Uh, creating comic books from from the bottom all the way up to even pitching to uh to to uh uh, uh the, the the general uh, the i'm sorry the direct market and um and also creating a bestseller in the direct market so we're going to be in, implementing a lot of really cool stuff stuff there that's in the works uh we're hoping uh we're going to be planning on that in 2024 and hopefully, very very soon, we'll be able to, to uh, roll that out. But there will be something for for those people who, like Oscar said, if you want to try the service once and then leave, and then and then be able to try to do it on your own in the future, we will have services that will that will you will be able to leave with tools that you can keep forever and 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 always have a successful campaign. And, and when I say successful campaign, that doesn't mean success, successfully funding. That means you have a successfully looking, gorgeous, clear, precise campaign because that's what we do, right? We're in the business of helping you, giving you the tools to be successful. And it's in your, the ball is now in your court to be successfully funded. Right. And, and, and that may sound different, but but uh, but we're here to help you and and give you the tools and kind of, you know, give you the vehicle to kind of to kind of get there. Uh, but it's it's ultimately up to you and your creative team to to get you funded. So so um, uh, I just want to say that we will never, you know, uh, guarantee funding because funding is never guaranteed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if only we could, that would be great. Yeah, that would, that would be a, a great service. But, but yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, you know, we're 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 comic guys. You know, we live and breathe this stuff, so it's fun to do that. And I think we have good. Uh, and we're working with a few other campaigns now that have some really great stuff that that I was excited to check out and really help out with the campaigns because there's some really cool. Uh, looking books we're we're also kind of helping out with that are alive yeah. now too yeah um yeah so this the, uh oscar if you feel like you, if you need to need to head out you please go ahead and do so we're running a little bit uh later because yeah. we, we get went a little bit early um but we're gonna we're gonna finish talking about some of the other campaigns that we are are involved with and other campaigns that we see that are going on right now but if you need to leave because we know you're in peru and it's pretty late out there yeah. <laughs> if you please feel free to do so but give us give us the the pitch one more time to the to don't push the red button and then yeah. tell everybody where they can find you in the in the in the book 
Yeah, well, so don't push the red button is a hundred page anthology that explores a moral dilemma. If you could push a button and get lots of money, but someone would die, would you do it? And we are tackling it from 11 different perspectives by over 30 creators from the indie comic book community. And yeah, it's going to be fun. As we were talking about, there's going to be different characters. We are going to go drama. We're going to go supernatural. We're going to go horror. We're going to go fantasy. We're going everywhere we can. And I think the most important thing from this anthology is that the button is like, it's a tool, it's a vehicle. What we are going to focus is on characters. We're going to focus on how would you react? How would a goblin react? How would a jasmine react? How would someone that has four ex-wives will react when they get the button? And what will happen to them, to their surroundings? What will they learn? It's a human experience after all. And I think that this is what, like, what I want everyone to know by this anthology that this is not about the origins of, of, of this, this choice or anything like that. We are going to question like, as humans right now, why do we care so much about money? Where, where do we land on time? Do we care about time? Do we care about human life? We are talking about this from different characters and we're going to explore different stories. But the question, the important question is, if you would push the red button, um, where will you land when you read about these 11 tales of different people, uh, creators or afterlife, uh, like ghosts or whatever? What are they going to do? And after you read the book, what are you going to do if you got this chance? And how does this reflect on your on your day-to-day -day life? So we are going to focus on that. And well, we are 80% funded, so with like uh, more than 60 hours left, we're looking to, to get funded. We are super excited, I think. Something that I wanted to highlight is that the creative team is so excited. I think that there's been a lot of, of like people that we're, we're working together on the book, and they are also promoting the book. They are excited. They are sharing the art. I, I've been sharing the art on social media. They are sharing concept stuff. They are sharing scripts. They are super excited to get working on this one. So rest assured that the team is all on board to creating these stories. Everyone is like super, like they are working a lot on promoting and I appreciate that a lot from, from the team of, of creators that are working on the book. And it's a great team, it's a great story. We are super excited. So please help us make this a, a reality. Yeah. It's going to be a fun ride. If you if you back this book, I think this is an anthology that combines all the best things about the anthology and a story that you would read that just is like a, a long epic story. Um, you really can get it all here, and it's going to be a fun a fun read. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Oscar, thanks for coming on and sharing all this info about the about the red button. It's exciting to finally talk a little bit more in depth about it. And uh, like I said, you know, I'm a comic guy, so I just I love kind of thinking about what goes into these things and, and mm -hmm. you know, like how they're developed. And it's been awesome to talk with you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much guys for, for having me. And as I said, I'm really excited about the project and uh, we will get there. I I'm, I'm confident that we will get there. Yeah. 20, 20% left, 80, 80% funded, 171 backers uh, at 61 uh, hours to 60. go. 
61, 60 not, hours not ago. A, not a minute to, to uh, spare, guys. So 60 <laughs> hours ago. Yeah. Let's get it going, guys. You guys, this one's down to the wire. We're going to get this one going. So, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. But we have uh, a few other campaigns that we're also really excited about, some great other creators. Um, the first one is uh, Romanus Magice, which I'm going to share here real quick. Yeah. Um, really cool book. Um, a great premise. Uh, and also, like, uh, it's 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 a great take on some magic stuff, um, some Roman Empire stuff. And one of the coolest things is that uh, there are some great variant covers from Charlie Adler, who's the artist from The Walking Dead, pretty much yeah. a legend. And another legend, uh, Sean Phillips, who did Marvel Zombies, does the criminal books with uh, Brubaker. So yeah. um, some great covers from some fantastic creators. And it's it's a really strong book. I mean, I think... Unlike a lot of Kickstarter books, the the interiors for this are really strong. So mm-hmm. definitely check this one out. It's got nine days this, to go. This was one of those ones. This is one of the ones where where um, I really wish that I was on that that we helped out <laughs> and build the campaign because I was like, oh my gosh, like because because <clears throat> we're helping Matt uh, promote this one right now. And uh, we were talking, I was talking to him behind the scenes and I was like, man, I really wish we could put some of these other pages on here, man, because this art. Yeah, like, he's concerned about those spoilers, but they're great. Pages. He's concerned about spoilers, <laughs> but uh, and he's like big concerned about spoilers. Like, listen, when you guys have a creator who is thinking about you first <laughs> before they even put their pages on, like, like I, I will. I'm I am I am one of those guys where I was like, man, just slap those pages on there. I don't care. Like, spoil the heck out of them. Yeah. Put as much as you can yeah, because because that's what we're gonna do. We're putting that out there to, to sell this stuff. People are gonna want it. Like it I mean, come on, you see how many people flipping through pages in the shop? They're spoiling the heck out of that comic for themselves, right? So <laughs> Yeah, there have been um, studies think- actually that that tell you if you are if you spoiled something yourself for yourself. Whether it be for Game yeah. of Thrones, a show, movie, yeah. you're actually enjoying it more, and I, yeah. I'm a big subscriber to that. Now, I love that. I love yeah. that idea. I did, I've never heard that one, but yes, spoil it for yourself. Don't spoil it for others, though. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But this is one of those. You, you showed me this. I'm like, how? This is a great book. Oh my God, like this should be killing yeah. it. And this um, should be killing it because it's such a great book. Uh, the 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 writing, the the tone, the uh, colors, like everything yeah. hits. And yeah, this is big two quality. People backing oh, no, yeah. in. People, we need more people backing this one. It is funded, so right now, if you back this one, you will get this book. It mm-hmm. is getting into backers' hands. So, uh, how many? Uh, how many days? He's got a handful of days left. About a week. Nine left. days. Nine days left. Uh, Forty-seven backers, eleven hundred thirty-five. Uh, uh, so I would love it. Thirty five is uh, one one thousand. Yeah, I'd I'd love this book to just go. I I think this is a uh, he's done. A, he did a really successful campaign uh, called Kaiju's and Cowboys. Yeah, um, that was, was a big hit. I think this one is better than that. So I'd really like to see more people read this because Matt's Matt's doing some great stuff. And this uh, one, I think, I Kaiju's and Cowboys is fun. Uh, uh, right. Uh, there's a there's a place. There's a place in a ton of people's hearts for kaiju, right? Um, uh, heck, I freaking spent the day watching freaking uh, Mon- the Monarch show today. So freaking kaiju all day in my life. But um, but I really love this kind of story. I'm I'm a sucker for a good like uh, Roman Empire. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, yeah, that's I, I think about the Roman Empire once a day, like like we all ought to, and. Uh, <laughs> So this was cool, and it's not only that, but it's like a really cool take on it. Um, yeah, very it, cool. it's like yeah. it's got some political conspiracy. It's got magic. 
um and it has all the that sort of still like very much entwined with the roman empire stuff it, it gives you sometimes i feel like when you combine genres you don't get as much as you want of from from all of them this one yeah. i think gives you the best you get everything you want when you see these images like yeah. you're going to get all that stuff it's good and it's a it's a fun book and i wish wish we could show you more i, I like this yeah one <laughs> I, this one I, I don't know there there's some books that um work on kickstarter some of them that don't i really wish this one worked on kickstarter it could still work and it, it, it does work but well, it I mean, has worked it's back i mean it it's, has uh, it's there it's cool. what i'm but trying to get at is is there's some but there's books that are that are that fit like more in the direct market and there's books that fit yeah only on kickstarter and and, and i think this one could work for both but but i think I, I don't know if this one's found its market yet i don't think there's enough yeah. I, I think it's going to be a slow burn. I think number yeah. two is going to like people are going to. I mean, we're like we we got Maybe to we see this. Trade so waiters, we, man. Yeah, <laughs> we got some trade waiters on this one because if we do, ooh, this one's going to be so good. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, check this one out. Um, I think we got another one. We got one. Uh, Carsis, uh, from uh our buddy Brian Hawkins. Right now, he has got seventy-seven backers at thirteen seventy-five of twenty-five hundred dollar goal. Um, this one follows Paul uh, Carsis, who is a paranormal investigator. Uh, he is uh, called into uh, Thompson Pass, Alaska, to uh, to investigate a um, a death. But uh, it's, some, it's I don't want to give too much. But uh, this one is a paranormal supernatural horror. Uh, definitely check this one out. Um, Brian Hawkins has done so many different things. He's done uh, Black Cotton for Scout Comics. He's done Devil's Dominion for Black Box. Um, he did uh, Empath that just dropped. Um, he's got uh, uh, what is it? The Vineyard. Um, very. He's also done. Uh, there's so he's all over the place. Done Mad Cave uh, after like all kinds of places that he's been. He's in the direct market all over the place. If you've been in a comic shop within the last week, you've probably seen a Brian Hawkins comic book. Um, this one, this one is really cool. This one's got um some really gorgeous interiors. Um, oh yeah, great stuff. Like, like very Matt Wagner esque. That's what I. I mean, I love the setting, but like. I mean, these are strong, strong pages. Some people, there, there. A lot of times, there's not. Um, there's. I've heard people say that some art is not for them, right? And this could be one of those books where it's like, this artwork could be for you. This artwork could not be for you. But I think, I mean, for me, if it fits, I love this freaking artwork, man. I it's love just, it. It's I like, mean, it's very cool. Like just this alone right here. There's nobody here. There's just this car, and it's. I think it looks cool. Um, I love this. Yeah, I love this type of stuff. Um, it, it's it, it's not short on detail, but it's got yeah. it's, it's great spotting of like his ink. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just if you let me go, I'm going to talk about the artwork all day and not the story at all. <laughs> Listen, but it's it, great camera thing. angles. Great. I, had, I was having a conversation with uh, with Charlie Miguel the other on on Twitter the other day, and um, I kind of jumped in a conversation, and they were talking about. Um, oh, oh, I think I started a conversation about like marketing and comics and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and somebody had mentioned, oh, I really want to see, um, you know, you know, pages with letter lettered pages on there. And I was like, well, to me, I, I'm, I'm not much. Of, I don't there's some comic books or like some some Kickstarter pages that I don't put uh, pages yeah. on there. You, if they have if, if like one, lettering's not done, yeah. I'll, I'll put the pages on there anyway, it. like this one. 
This one doesn't have any letters letters in the pages at all. But any good comic book should you should know what what is going on in a good comic book without any letters. So if you take away the lettering from any comic book, if you cannot follow the story any without the words, um, you know someone's doing something wrong. Yeah, and, and <laughs> this it, one, this is like this is some really top notch stuff. I mean the the page layout. And I think, I mean, if this were a movie, this would be all sound effects. There's no, you're not missing anything. Right. And I think that's, yeah. uh, uh-huh. you know, granted, like I've said, I'm a little more art focused, but this one is, is really strong. I'm also a sucker for like winter snowy environments. Yeah. Uh, perhaps here. that's because as an artist, I just love to, uh, and I might show some stuff off here in a second. Um, I love just the visuals of the snow stuff. The fact that you can yeah. leave a lot of detail out and be selective about how you apply it. Um, yeah. if you have a top-notch artist, they can really make that stuff shine. And I think this is a good example of that. Yeah. They, they, they did a real good job on this one. Yeah. Um, so this one has, uh, how many days left on this one? Um, more than nine, uh, 17, well, 17 days left, just a little over a couple of weeks left on this one. We have a $2,500 goal. There's thirteen seventy-five of that $2,500 goal. So please, please, please back this one. Um, this one is gorgeous. I'm telling you, this one's already done. The letters are being, are finishing up right now as we speak. Um, and and there's I've seen so many of the, the covers look great. Um, listen, this is from his new productions company called Black Trauma Productions. Uh, Black with an N. Uh, so uh, Black Trauma Productions. And this is going to be his vehicle for his new horror line of comic books. What he's got going on planned here, he has this one, Carsis, and then he's got uh, a couple handful of other ones. He, we, we have a whole timeline. So, so Geek Collective has uh, been hired on to help him with facilitating uh, the releases of each and every one of these these uh, books that he's doing underneath his Black Trauma, uh, Black Trauma Productions. Um, so you're going to be seeing a lot of stuff coming out from Brian Hawkins at breakneck speed. I'm not even telling, tell, I like, I'm not telling a joke yeah, because as he's soon got as a this, lot of, a lot of cool stuff planned. As soon as this one is done and fulfilled, as soon as the very last one hits the mail, he's going to click that button on this campaign and we're going to start the next one because we're already going to be starting on the page for the next uh, book here this week. Uh, so, and then, and then we're going to go and make sure that the, this, this campaign runs out. And once he fulfills everything, uh, on, on, uh, on Carsis, that next campaign is going to hit. And that one's going to be huge too. Um, he's got a handful of other ones that we're going to be doing exactly just like that. We'll just break next speed one right after another. So if you guys are not following Brian Hawkins on Kickstarter, follow him now. Uh, uh, because all kinds of really cool stuff is coming out from, Absolutely. from him and his and his uh, his uh, production company. Uh, super super cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, is that is there anything else or is that um, Oneshi Press? Uh, Oneshi oh, yeah, Press. We are that? working with Oneshi Press. That's Kickstarter.oneshipress.com. Uh, you guys can head over there, and they they have an anthology running right now too called Cohorts. And um, this one follows all uh, a handful of different creators where it's uh, so basically cohorts means, you know, collectively getting together and doing something fun or doing getting to just getting into trouble, possibly. Right. So this follows all kinds of really great, great creators with a lot of really, really great stories. Um, 
there this time around um uh jl what he did was uh, oh did we did it not pop, yeah. pop up for you I just, yeah oh let me uh let me see that. Uh, it gets press.com okay. unless <clears throat> so um so what what's cool about this is J- jl also partnered with um with fell hound and uh I'm they do some really great like stuff on this one oh yeah they, they, I, i'm just getting a, a uh, <laughs> uh let me i'm not quite sure i didn't have that one um but i did their you know they're they're spelling there from that, but I didn't get the. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was hoping to find it. Find I can probably put it. In the, I'll put it in the uh, back channel there, maybe. Because. Cool. Um, uh, let's see if that one works for you. That should work. Okay. There we go. All right, yeah, because this one, this this cover, dude. Oh, I love that cover. Crazy. That's Look awesome. at this, this, this <laughs> artwork. Like, I don't even know what this creature is. Um, they are seventy-five backers, eighteen days to go, twenty-four ninety-seven of a forty-two fifty goal. Um, this is their thirteenth anthology. Um, features eighteen um, short comics from thirty oh, over thirty diverse creators around the world, all about team ups. Um, very very cool um and i don't know if you guys have have uh are familiar with onesha press they do all kinds of really they they do kickstarters every year they do multiple kickstarters every year they partner with one tree planted they also um what they what they do is they they create these campaigns to uh to basically long story short give people work and and what's what's cool about this is they they continue to do this every single year and all kinds of really fun creative stuff um they are great wonderful people i love the the this stuff but what's cool about them is they really take pride in their uh comic book trailer their kickstarter trailers they actually go and like do um they actually write out mm-hmm. scripts and they talk about everything and it is it's like the amount of like uh, care that goes into every single one of these Kickstarters is amazing. I've never seen any other Kickstarter care about their projects and everybody who is part of their project as much as Oneshi Press. Um, so just just because that alone, you guys should be backing this thing. <laughs> yeah, and look at all this art I'm scrolling through. There's a ton of great stuff here. Um, and there's something for everyone, and yeah. and it and it goes from like traditional to like non-traditional to like you know like. Uh, fun fun kitschy kind of uh artwork it's it's such a fun like the 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 stories and the artwork that they that they choose uh it's 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 such a cool like diverse it really yeah. in the titles the diverse it really is diverse yeah i mean you can you can see that from from all this art and, I, and we've seen a lot more of it um behind the scenes but yeah all good all solid stuff and uh tons of different different genres this one i've been particularly fascinated with but, uh, <laughs> yeah that one's so uh, cool yeah a lot of great and, stuff yeah uh very very cool so jake make sure you guys are checking that one out right now um i think that's that's all i've got if you got anything right. else that you i have a couple at. things let me grab yeah. my knuckles and get to shilling here uh i've got yeah. a few things to uh to share some artwork which is always fun to do yeah, I'm excited to see your art, yeah. man. Because yeah. there's a few. I'm not sure if I've shared 
uh, a ton of these, but the you first don't share one, any artwork with me, man. Well, I don't. So the <laughs> ones that are uh, from other people's projects, I make sure that they posted a lot first. Yes, um, yes, that is before true. I do that. So this is a cover I'm doing for our friend Charlie McKelvey's book called American Yakuza, and I'm going to throw. And we will be working with him on this campaign as well. So chat. we're going to be um, working. We we have a contract with Charlie Charlie McKelvey. Um, oh, cool. That begins in 2024 to work with him on some of the, his campaigns as well. Um, so make sure you guys are checking anything out he does. Follow him on Kickstarter. Um, yeah. Follow uh, Ben and all the crew, all those good guys, those guys over there involved with this one. This is yeah, like- the the interior artist actually, I think that's the cover image for the can. The pre-launch campaign is live, and I got to say that other guy, he's he might have he might beat me out here. I like my cover, but this is great too. Um, uh, really strong stuff, and I I've, I've is it, this is your pop- cover, right? This is my cover, yeah. Yeah, this um, cover is fire, dude. And I, I got to say, I've, I've said this to Charlie, but I've repeatedly apologized to whoever the interior artist is for uh, this. This jacket was Charlie's idea. I think uh-huh. it looks awesome. And yeah. I love drawing on the cover. But if I had to draw that panel after panel, uh, I, I'd be looking for the guy that did the cover art that, that oh, necessitated man. them doing that. So I've <laughs> I've apologized before, but I'm going to apologize again. That's hilarious. Um, and I've got uh, one other piece of art uh, for another book to show. Uh, my friend Travis Gibb is uh, got a book live now called Granite State Punk, The Coven. Um, that series has been going on for a while. It's a great book. Um, it's kind of got some magic. It's got some punk rock. Um, yeah. Really strong book. I got to read the first part of this story and the other stories. Um, awesome stuff. And this is my cover, um, which is a, a scene from the book that uh, was fun to illustrate. And like I said earlier, I love to draw snow and snowy environments because you get to pick out uh, – <laughs> all this cool stuff and, and like put a lot of strong blacks in there, a lot of strong light areas. So that's a ton of fun. Um, wow. To do. And nobody's noticed this yet. Dude, but I do this awesome deer in the background that drives oh, dude, the events of the scene. That's so freaking awesome. Nobody really said anything about it yet. And I'm really disappointed. Oh, so cool. I went and spilled it myself just now. So there's that. Dude. And then there's one other piece of I art. I love you did the smoke there. Oh, that I was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah so it was. It's like it, there was a great scene Travis wrote that is this character uh, is involved in an accident on a snowy highway from a deer. It, and that gives me a little bit of anxiety because we have a ton of deer around here. Oh, my and, gosh. And uh, it's only a matter. Oh, we've had deer just jump in front of us and just like look at you like, yeah, you're going to stop. And one of these days they're going to do it at the wrong moment. I'm <laughs> oh, terrified. Man. Yes. But, that's uh, scary. So this gave me a little bit of anxiety. We don't have any of those out here, man. (laughs) No, I I wouldn't think so. (laughs) If you do, I don't know. There's problems. We might have cactuses jumping out in front of our car, but that's about it. Yeah. And then the other piece of art I wanted to show off before we hit the the road is uh, this is some art from my campaign that's going to be coming out next year. Uh, We Are Scarlet Twilight. It's a sequel to We Are Scarlet Twilight Part 1. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be basically Crisis on Infinite Earths or Secret Wars had it happened in the 1940s and really took place in the vocabulary of those golden age comics. So um, this is going to be obviously pretty epic. Uh, We've got planets crashing each other, heroes going, going to work here. Uh, And there's some pretty big surprises that I I don't want to spoil just yet, but um, we're going to bring in some other characters that I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not expecting. I think one of the great staples of these big crossovers is somebody shows up from another universe that you wouldn't think would show up. And, uh, that's definitely going to happen here. So uh, if you head over to Zoop and check out the pre-launch for this one, I'm going to throw that in the chat right now. Um, we're going to be launching that next year, and this one's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to also probably have a Kickstarter campaign to go with it um, with some kind of different material. And 
I could be more excited about this. I love going back to this world and these characters. So um, this one's going to have a lot of surprises. I can't share quite yet, um, cool. but uh, we're still working out the details for, but this is going to be a lot of fun. So that's I all I got. I love this. This is, this this is so cool. I'm I'm very excited about that. And and you have to mention because you you had a comic book that hit the shops this last week. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise. I because uh, <laughs> we weren't sure when. I, I thought actually four had hit the shops uh, a few weeks ago, or I'm oh, sorry, yeah. a few months ago. Uh, this might be a second printing. Favorite. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, we're we're kind of working that out, and that's I, I think you don't always have a sense at the publishers when yeah. the shipments are going to hit um the first issues they had an issue where like well the boat's out there they have the books but they're not sure when they're going to live that was it a was, fun time <laughs> it was really it, it gets like that so it's uh but yeah. red fives um also you can you can get the books there as well um if you go to redfivecomics.com but uh they've been great and uh and, you know like as a small publisher it's kind of hard to know about that stuff diamond doesn't exactly um you know like work with you at every step of the way but uh scott and the team there have been great so you can also get the part four of the first Scarlet Twilight, get caught up before this one comes out. Um, if you're at the shops, you can get it. If not, you can head over to Red Five Comics and you can also get it there. They have $10 uh, flat shipping anywhere in the country. So um, also a good way to get it. Heck yeah, that is a great deal if you want to grab grab all those uh, issues. Very cool, man. Um, I don't have anything else uh, except for um, if you guys are interested in... Um, we have an affiliate code for Gemini uh, Comics. Uh, head on over to Gemini Mailing, uh, Gemini Comic Supply com, and enter the code Geek Collective Ten. Uh, we are an official comic book. Uh, we are an official partner. Um, so make sure you guys are doing that. Head on over to Geek Collective, or head on over to uh, Comic Supply and put in Geek Collective Ten at checkout and get ten percent off. Um, I messed that all up. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Sorry, I, I I just got that done right before we went live, so I wasn't sure awesome. if I was going to have time to put that in. Um, okay. so I didn't mean to throw you for a loop there, but I was no, like, no, all right, we got the official we're, partner one. We're, we're listen, we're we're going to be working some stuff out, so working kinks out. So yeah, um, we're going to be um changing some things up. We're going to be doing some um changing up our clocks and and and, and things in the way we uh are are doing the running this show because we want to be a little bit more professional and run a little bit more on a timeline uh, for you guys. We do know that this episode is two hours and it's, it was a little <laughs> bit longer because, <laughs> because uh, we went, we went on a little early and we, we like to talk about comic books. Yeah, uh, get it started. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Right. But uh, we're uh, Ben and I working on behind the scenes. Uh, we're, we're, we're gonna, I have a meeting with a, uh, a uh, live uh, comic book network. Uh, we may have to change a couple of different things. If uh, some of these things work out, it's going to be better because we're going to be on a, out on a more consistent basis. We're going to have, uh, we're going to be more precise with our time and we're going to make sure that we are, um, also have opportunities to sell ad space and, and and bumper space and things of that nature in different positions in this show um, to different creators and stuff like that. We'll also add freebie spaces as well, which are probably a, 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 uh, like a like a five second space in in, in the front 
um, things of that nature. So, so uh, we'll have different options uh, for people to pay for like a 30 or 45 second space or a five second space for free um, things of that nature. We'll feature different one, different uh, comic books mm-hmm. and creators um, each different time. And my kid is telling me that they are ready um, to get yeah. out of their bed. I'm, so I'm that means for us to get out of here. <laughs> I think so. I think that uh, well, that should do it for this week. I want to thank Oscar for coming on and sharing a little bit more about Don't Push the Red Button with us. It's been awesome talking with him and with you, Joey. Um, but everybody watching, I want to say come back. Uh, I'm not sure if we're – have a great holiday. It's going to be Thanksgiving next week. Um, yeah, but we'll, next we'll, time uh, on, we'll take a – me and uh, Ben are going to talk here after the show. We'll talk and see if we're going to come back next week. But we will let you guys know. Follow us on social media at Joey Gow's nineteen eighty four and uh, Ben. Where they, can they find you at? So that we can let them know. Benjamin W. Morse on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm there, and uh, that's where you can find me. Or you can find me uh, on this channel if you just go to uh, YouTube and search for Benjamin Morse, comic book artist. That's who I am, and that's where you can find me. And we'll let you know. We'll probably have next week off because uh, it's it's the holidays and everybody wants to spend it time is. with, uh, with their family. Be eating, eating or uh, sleeping after eating a lot of turkey. One or the other. We'll see. <laughs> right. Right. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but thank you guys. Appreciate it, Ben. I appreciate you. Um, we'll talk a little bit more after this. And then uh, we'll, we got some work to do, man. We have, yeah, we, we have, do. We Absolutely. Have a, a week. <laughs> but for now, have a great week, everybody. And uh, good night. <laughs>